0: podcast (laughs) my name is james joined once again by my co-host cody cody how are you this fine friday evening
1: it's It's friday Friday, man Uh, james no i'm fantastic thank you for uh asking i am excited to talk steelers football it's ravens week it's rivalry week it's flex week it's all the things james how are you it's uh, always flex week, buddy. C- careful now. Care- you might break the camera if you flex like that again. For those of you not watching on YouTube, go over to YouTube real quick. Just fast forward about the <laughs> 45 second mark and check out James's flex. The man's a beast. The man's a tank. The man should be on the field with our team. Uh, anyways. Can, <laughs> how you <laughs> no, doing? How you doing? One
0: good leg, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can, you can, six you can, you
1: can, no, you can't punt or kick. You can long snap. That would be my best bet. It would be. Get, get some except practicing. i got short
0: arms you usually have long arms for a long snapper that one
1: that's fair yeah okay
0: but how are you doing? How are you doing, good, sir? I'm doing great, man. I got a three-day weekend going on here. It just started. Same for you. That's what I'm talking about. And happy New Year's to all you guys. I just want to get that out there right now. We appreciate all the support. Uh, we're noticing a nice uptick in Facebook, a nice uptick in YouTube. Uh, and we're going to keep that uh, forward momentum going for you guys. Try to keep some shows coming for you. Uh, with any kind of luck this weekend, will uh, be fruitful and... We'll be talking about the playoff chances and possibilities and uh, really revolves a lot around the Miami dolphins losing uh, both of the remaining games. And then there's some other things that have to happen as well. And of course, most importantly, Pittsburgh needs to take care of business and knock out these final two opponents starting with the Baltimore Ravens, but we've got some transactions to talk about first here, Cody Uh, Pittsburgh picked up a linebacker that uh, is going to give some competition to the back end of the roster.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tay Crowder uh, was picked up off the giants practice squad. Uh, So we will take that. Uh, Marcus Allen was placed on IR. Um, So that may or may not be a positive thing moving forward for Mark Robinson. We'll have to wait and see who they decide to, uh, I'm assuming it'll be Mark Robinson taking a helmet on Sunday, but we will see what's happening there. Uh, and you got to
0: assume, yeah. No, yeah you, I would hope so. Big, Kind of a big deal here with the Tay Crowder signing. Let's be real. Uh, 2020 Tay Crowder was Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft. Yep. Normally that kind of guy doesn't even make the roster. Big difference, though, uh, for the New York Giants. He actually started, I want to say it was 30 or 31 games in the last two seasons for them. Uh, fell out of favor. The rumor is that he was having a little bit of an issue with tackling uh, too much as far as the missed tackle percentage. Uh, it was a little bit too high. But a big athletic dude, six foot three, two 235 pounds, uh, and it really seems to have a nose for tackling the ball carrier behind the line of scrimmage. I want to say he had like eight pass breakups too. Uh, so he's getting those long arms up and making some things happen. This is a mold of clay kind of guy. Also a guy that you're going to have control over for the next two years. uh, Because, Up until that fourth year, you can slap that restricted tender on him, uh, the exclusive rights, that kind of stuff to keep him in town and keep him on a minimal deal at the same time. Uh, So this is a guy that you can bring in with the, the uncertainty of Marcus Allen being an unrestricted free agent. Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, you could lose all three of them and then be coming with Miles Jack and Mark Robinson and who else? Well, now there's Tay Crowder. Uh, so there is one more body in there that's gonna have some experience and be comfortable with the playbook and everything. I kind of doubt he'll play though, unless we really get riddled with injuries and make a run in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um in his in his almost four years, I believe, with the Giants, um, and only really one of that being a, two years?
0: Two, I think. Well, two? I guess three. No. I guess if he was drafted in 2020.
1: Yeah, excuse me. So three in his three years with the Giants. Yeah. Um and only one full year because his rookie year he didn't play all he only played eleven games. Uh last year mm-hmm. was a full year. This year he's only been in thirteen. He has two sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and two interceptions. Um, as well as those eight pass breakups. So we will take that out of him. The the biggest in that full season he got to, he had six breakups in that season. So I will absolutely uh take that for him. Yeah, that's more
0: than we're getting out of anybody that we got starting <clears throat> right now. We got three guys, but What's yep. probably Spillane has four this year, and, and the other guys have less than
1: that. I think so. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that would be a step in the right direction. So we will take that. Uh, it does add a little bit of depth to the back of that uh, linebacker spot, that linebacker roster, which we need desperately right now. Let's not let's yeah. not you know fool ourselves here too much. But then um, in the other area on defense, where we need some help in the safety position, we also signed a safety, Scott Nelson, to the practice squad. Um, so that adds a little bit more depth there as well. Um, and then you also look at the corners. We'll talk corners real quick. Akilah Witherspoon did return to practice, which starts his 21-day window to return. And then we still are assuming we're not going to be seeing Mr. William Jackson the III, uh, the man that we traded for from the Chicago Bears, not related to the trade with Chase Claypool. Um, but we will probably... What?
0: He was the Washington commander. Well, you're right.
1: Yeah. Wasn't yeah, he drafted by, by them? Was he drafted Uh, by Chicago? Cincinnati drafted him. Then I don't know why. I'm I'm probably thinking the other Jackson from Chicago. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Oh, was it Eddie Jackson? I don't remember. Yeah, they had a safety, right? They did have a guy with Jackson, and I was just thinking about the Chicago Bears because of the Chase Claypool trade. But anyways, you're right. Washington Washington Commanders trade. Um, So we're not going to lose anything in that trade, which is nice. We already knew that. Yeah. Um, But then we're also potentially – not getting the player we traded for. So whatever, (laughs) it's kind of a mixed deal. You said that you've heard some things about what you think Pittsburgh's going to do with this, um, what they should do with this. Yeah. A lot of speculation coming
0: from the, the fine folks at Steelers Depot uh, that they will most likely attempt to rework the deal. Uh, that's because this salary cap hit is going to be $12.75 million next year if they were to bring him back under the current contract that he's under. Unlikely just because they never even got a chance to to get him out on the field, uh, let alone see him in practice for more than like one or two practices before he got injured re uh, reinjured his back that was already injured while he was in Washington uh, and that injury and the fact that he was unable to get on the field is what voided the trade of the picks that were involved uh, so the trade itself stayed in place but neither team had to lose a draft pick for it so we didn't lose anything we didn't gain anything from it we just have the player on our roster now so um, if he isn't able to do anything you got to figure they'll get a, a long look at him in the in the pre-draft process, try to get him into, into some of those workouts and whatnot uh, and see how he looks. And there's a certain point, I want to say it's June 1st, if they cut him before that, yep, uh, then there's no cap penalty. They can get, get out from underneath the deal without any kind of repercussions. So hopefully some of those mini camps, they can get him out there, but... You really want to see him on the field to see if he fits in the defense and see if he has anything left in the tank.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially in a position that we've been struggling with for the past, uh, I don't know how long. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while, it feels see, like. Yeah, since so, Ike Taylor. You want to know a position we haven't been struggling with? Uh, the position of one Cam Hayward. That's just his position mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, Cam Hayward was selected uh, last week to be the AFC Defensive Player of the Week award, which we love that for him. Uh was a great showing. We talked about it. I believe, what, the two sacks. um, Just a great game. It was game. like
0: three tackles for loss, yep. seven tackles, a pass deflection. Like, he was just sacks. everywhere, man. He was. Hell of he a game.
1: Was. Uh, and he definitely helped us win. And he, um, I believe that, I don't know how, I thought I had the number there. I'm not going to guess. I thought I had the number of total defensive player of the week awards. He's won. And I think that was his third, but I could be wrong there.
0: I remember somebody saying that he hadn't won one since like
1: it's been a while yeah. or
0: 2017 or something like that, so it's been a few years for sure. Um, you can't imagine that he hasn't had weeks that weren't really good like that because he's been putting up some serious numbers in yep. five years in a row. He was selected to the pro bowl, so uh, you know, he's been putting together some solid seasons. Um, this season's looking a lot better. You kind of wish he would have it started this momentum a little bit earlier in the year. So he would have got more votes because he's up to eight and a half sacks on the season. Now yeah. a couple more and he'll be in double digits once again on the season. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really kind of hoping that he's the first alternate out and then somebody backs out and he's able to get another nod because uh six pro bowls looks a lot nicer on the resume than five does. Yeah. And uh, you got to eventually start looking at that post career resume for a guy like this. And will he be able to get into the hall of fame right now? With five Pro Bowls and two All-Pros, you have to say that he's very, very close uh, to borderline. A lot of people are talking about James Harrison, uh, and can he get in with a very similar resume to that? Yeah. Uh, so you would love to see him get another one or two more Pro Bowls to kind of solidify it, because uh, I feel like if you get seven Pro Bowls, you're, you're pretty much going.
1: So. Yeah, no, very, very true. Um, and with that being said, let's give, let's talk about this guy. Let's talk about all of our guys. We will, we'll go over our guys first. We're going to go over the injury report. Um, Cam Hayward did get his rest. Don't worry guys. He got his rest. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, let's go over the Steelers real quick.
0: Yeah. So a lot of guys got some time off that were injury related earlier in the week and then personal later in the week. Uh, so I'm going to kind of go through a bunch of those guys, and then we'll get to the actual uh, legitimate injuries. So Cam Hayward, of course, uh, not injury-related, got time off. Parrot Fryermuth uh, got time off. Terrell Edmonds got time off. He's fully recovered from that hamstring at this point in time. Uh, Najee got some time off. Deontay Johnson got some time off. He was dealing with a hip, but seems like that's cleared up all the way. Uh, and then... The actual injury-related ones, Larry Ogunjobe, Jack. Um, Miles still dealing with a groin injury. Larry still dealing with that toe. Uh, but they've both been limited throughout the week and then go full on Friday, and then they play in the game. So I don't expect, unless there were any setbacks, either one of them to miss the game. But the difference is Trey Norwood, as a hamstring, he is officially out. Uh, hamstrings have a habit of being really naggy a while so uh what do you got for us on this Raven-
1: yeah raven's team so again very similar to our team a, a lot of not injury related personal you know injury listings otherwise known as rest whatever the contusion to the birth certificate whatever it is for these guys uh you have guys like tristan colin the center with a non-injury related uh personal issue was out justin houston the outside linebacker morgan moses the offensive tackle ron staley the offensive tackle Kevin Zeitler, the offensive guard, J.K. Dobbins, the running back, and Demarcus Robinson, uh, the wide receiver. All these guys are just no listed for the game. They're more than likely going to play. Um, I I am curious to see if Dobbins is going to play. I, I heard that he might not play, so we'll see what happens there. And then you look at the guys that were, I mean, they have a couple guys that were just sick this week. You have Nick Boyle, who is uh, out with an illness listed as questionable, at the tight end. You also had Jason Pierre-Paul, who was out with an Ill- illness and did not participate on Friday or today, I should say. Um, and then you also Deshaun Jackson out with an illness. So these guys being sick, there's a chance they don't play. Deshaun Watson, or excuse me, Watson, Deshaun Jackson, that's next week, uh, was full participation the, the last two days. So he will more than likely go. But then when you look at the guys with actual injuries, uh, Calais Campbell, the knee injury that he that took place against us, did not participate all week until today, and it was limited. So he's listed as questionable. Uh, you also have Marcus Peters, who is already listed as out with a calf injury, which is fantastic uh, for us. And then you also have Gino Stone, the free safety out with, uh, questionable with a hamstring injury, limited part- participation at best all week. So he is questionable. Uh, and that wraps it up for those guys. So you do have a lot of question marks on their team. You never know what could happen or who might be missing. I'm happy Marcus Peters isn't going to be playing. Um He's a a top-notch cornerback, and so having him off the field uh, will create some mismatches for us for sure.
0: Absolutely, and they've officially declared Lamar Jackson out for the game too.
1: That's true. You're right. I missed that one. Um, So So that's
0: that's a big one. Looks like we're going to be going up against Mr. Huntley again in this game. He
1: already beat Um, us once.
0: yeah, and honestly, he didn't beat us. The running game That's did.
1: That's fair. I'll he had that.
0: like 80 yards passing. That That's game, fair. he was not spectacular. Uh, so very important that Pittsburgh does a better job against the run this time around. Uh, but we're going to tell you all about this team, what they've got. I know we just touched base on this probably three, four weeks ago. The, the roster is going to look a little bit different because of some guys that are healthy this time, some guys that were uh injured this time you know how that goes uh so first things first as we said lamar jackson uh has been declared out for the game so tyler huntley it is uh and then of course uh the same backups as before i'm sure they'll call one of them up just to be safe just like previously uh in the running back position jk dobbins looks like he's a go gus edwards justice hill uh, and Kenyon Drake, all ready to back him up. And then the biggest fullback in the league, Patrick Ricard. Yep. Looks like he's healthy as well. I'd uh, love to see some Mark Robinson in this game and see what he can do one-on-one against Patrick Ricard because he blew up that dude for the Panthers. Yeah, I'd love to see him do that to Patrick Ricard too. Uh, you want to cover wide receiver room for us, Cody?
1: Yeah, wide receiver room. The, the receivers in general, you got Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, again, dealing with the illness. Uh, And then James Prochet, the second, Prochet, the second, Uh, Prochet. And then you also also got the tight ends, Mark Andrews, uh, Nick Boyle, Isaiah, likely again, Nick Boyle is questionable for the game. Um, Mark Andrews is definitely a go big name, tight end there. Mark Andrews got to watch out for him for sure. And then you got the offensive line, Ronnie Staley, Stanley, who we talked about, who was resting uh, the starting left tackle, left guard, Ben Powers, center, Tyler Linden, Linderbaum, Right guard Kevin Zeitler, who was also resting. Right tackle Morgan Moses, who was also resting. So they want to make sure their team is rested and ready to go. That offensive front is ready for our defensive front uh, because I'm feeling some sack city. (laughs) Anyways, moving moving on to the defensive side of the ball. um, Let's go over the defense. You want to do the defensive line real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let me handle the big boys up front there. So nose tackle Broderick Washington. He
0: was an issue for Pittsburgh last time around. uh, Mm -hmm. Real big big body in the middle there uh justin Matabuek at the defensive tackle position uh and then calais campbell listed as the starter opposite him if he can't go then you're looking at either brent urban or travis jones filling in uh in his position so that knee injury to, to calais definitely a uh, a very big important thing to look at um Especially since he ended up blocking a field goal late in that game, and I don't believe Pittsburgh lost by all that much. Uh, so definitely uh, something that if he can't go is beneficial for Pittsburgh. Uh,
1: yeah. Then you the... look at you, then you yeah, look at ahead. the linebackers. The linebackers here mm-hmm. are again a very capable team here. Or unit odufe uh with the outside linebacker Tyus Bowser, as well as the outside linebacker. They also have Jason Pierre-Paul, JPP, listed as a potential. Uh, starter, it's just the heavy rotation they have with him and Odafe. And then the two middle linebackers, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith coming over this year from the Bears. Uh, Probably the best middle linebacker crew we face all year, in my opinion, Um, as as far as the dual threat there with those two guys. And then the secondary, which is just crazy phenomenal, especially when they're all healthy. Uh, Marcus Peters, who again is already a no-go, which is great. Uh, Brandon Stevens, Marlon Humphrey and Demarion Williams, uh, are the guys on there. And then the safeties, Chuck Clark and Marcus Williams, uh, with the very also capable Kyle Hamilton and Geno stone backing those guys up very capable defensive squad here for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, very important that they, they do a better job of controlling the ball this time around. Uh, Patrick queen and Roquan Smith really kind of made, um, made Mitch Trubisky kind of look foolish a few times in the last game. So yeah. important that he understands what's going on. Even Marcus Williams got himself a pick in the last one. Uh, so we got to do a better job, not turning the ball over quite so often and being hyper aware of where these athletic off ball linebackers are. Uh, so uh, special teams. This is a talented unit. Once again, Justin Tucker uh, recently had one blocked. I understand. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of an important kick. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, you never know. He's showing some vulnerability here and there. Uh, the punter, Jordan Stout, formerly of Penn State. He's a, a rookie. Guess uh, what? Boom and leg. Boom and leg. He's You'll also never...
1: a great holder.
0: Yeah, he sure is. That's what I hear. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Log snapper, Nick Moore, because you can never have too many Moores on the team. A kick returnman, Justice Hill. The punt returner, James Prochet.
1: The, the second. second. The second. Just the second. To... Not his dad, not his son. No. Him. No. So now it's time, as always, to go over our three keys to success against the Baltimore Ravens, or excuse me, the team that we're facing just happens to be the Baltimore Ravens this week. Uh, James, would you like me to go first this week? Yeah, yeah. I think it's your turn. I think it is. I'm not, I'm not certain on it, but uh, who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my three keys to success. Uh, number one, I kind of mentioned it earlier, Sack City. I, I don't want to see... Uh, and again, they're probably not going to pass the ball very much, but this will lead into my number two. We'll get to that. Uh, but I want to see Sac City. I want to see Pittsburgh be aggressive, get into the backfield, p- uh, apply pressure on the quarterback, hit the quarterback, all the things. I want to see all of it happen. Um, and s- specifically, I, it's kind of like a two-in-one. I want to see us get some sacks and some pressure, and I don't want to see us get beat by the RPO. I do not want to see those run-pass options just destroy us like they – have the potential to doing, especially with this team that runs like a triple option. Sometimes you have the uh, option to pass the ball while you're scrambling out with the option to also pitch to a running back. We saw it happen against us uh, the first meeting. I remember seeing the play, and I was like, This freaking sucks. It's like watching high school football, it's wild. Um, my number two score early, score often, get in the end zone. Get George Pickens in the end zone, get Najee Harris in the end zone, get Pat Fryermuth in the end zone. End zone. You know what? Get Deontay Johnson in the end zone for the first time. Like, let's just do it. What? What's stopping us? It's not. It, hopefully, it's not the Baltimore Ravens defense because I'd, I'd be very upset if they've stopped us from getting in the end zone. But score early, score often. We do that. They're, it's going to force them to become a little bit more one dimensional, not so reliant on the run. Then we can get Sac City. Number three, James. You're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. You ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Let's go do not allow a single turnover. I would normally say just win the turnover battle. I don't want to see us turn the ball over once. I don't, I'm not necessarily as worried about getting turnovers. It'd be nice to get turnovers. You typically win games when you win the turnover battle. I don't care if it's zero zero at the end of the game. I want to see us commit no turnovers and don't give them the ball in good field position. So those are my three keys to success against the Baltimore Ravens. And hopefully we can do them because if we do, think we're gonna win
0: I like it buddy I like it I think those
1: you th- you're uh, you say that one more time
0: uh so I think that would definitely help us quite a bit I agree with you turnovers got to keep the turnover down that really killed Pittsburgh in the first matchup with Mitch Trubisky's three turnovers uh, so definitely got to keep those down, no doubt about it. Uh, for me, my first key is not going to surprise anyone, I don't think. Uh, got to stop the run. Running game absolutely murdered us first time around. Uh, you can't let that happen again. I do believe that if you can stop the run force them to pass the ball, uh, you're going to benefit from that because their passing offense is not that good. Uh, let's be real. So stop the run. That's our first goal. Uh, This defense has the capability of doing it because when you look at, say the Carolina Panthers, the game before Pittsburgh, they ran for 215 yards against the Steelers, only 21. And then the following week over 300 yards. Uh, So obviously they have the capability of stopping the run and it is more important than ever. Pretty much season on the line. Gotta stop the run this week. Um, Number two, Hyper focus on these tight ends in the passing game. Yep. Uh, do not allow them to murder you. Not scared of any of their wide receivers. Uh, so when they hit that run pass option like you're talking about, the number one target is going to be these tight ends. Uh, so make sure you know where the tight ends are. Stop them getting those passing lanes. Uh, number three, establish our own run i like it we need to successfully run so that we can get good drives together uh, and not leave that defense on the field too often if you get some nice long sustained drives by rushing the ball rushing the ball successfully uh, they can be nice and refreshed when they get back out there which gives them a much better chance of being successful stopping the run and all the good things come from that
1: Uh, so those are my three keys That is very true. I love the three keys to success, James. If you guys want to share your three keys to success with us on uh, social media, feel free to reach out to us on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, however you want to, hashtag three keys to success. We'd love to share your three keys on the next episode, especially if those three keys help us get the win. (laughs) We would enjoy that very much. So uh, absolutely, Absolutely. So again, we can't thank you guys enough for listening. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok even, YouTube, and Twitter. I don't think I said them all. Remember to make sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Occasionally TikTok. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.